Welcome to the Yeah We Know podcast, part of the Morgan You Know's podcasting network. You're in the ring with Jimmy and Rod. Rod, what are you hot about today? Well, I'm hot that you got me in a bow tie. You told me that I needed Damn to be right. in my best suit and tie to have a good presenter look about me as we give away the first ever Yeah We Knowies. Is that what we're going to go with? The Yeah We Knowies? Yeah We Knowies. It's the Yeah We Knowies. It's our end of the year awards. And while we can't have everybody here that has helped us over this year, we can't have one person, the man from North Carolina. He listens to Raw on his radio. Hashtag old man Chris. Chris Kring, how are you, sir? I'm good. And I let me tell you, I got a humdinger of a suit on right now. <laughs> I hope you have something on right now. So we are gonna talk about our year end awards. But gentlemen, we've got some we've got some huge news this week all over the place. Where should we begin? Oh, let's begin with the top. There is a report in the Wall Street Journal that Vincent Kennedy McMahon wants to come back and work in the WWE. He still is the primary shareholder. Two things that I would like to say before we go to Rod Morgan. The first thing is, duh, he's done it for 76 years. Of course he wants to come back. And two, ain't happening. No chance. Uh, Pardon the pun there. But... Everything that I've heard from everyone who actually knows people says everyone is happy. It's a better environment. The storytelling is better. Vince, thank you, but you've got about 11 million reasons not to come back right now. Rod, what are you thinking about VKM coming back? Oh, man, I, when you said no chance, all I could do is start singing the no chance corporation theme in my head. So I got sidetracked here a little bit. Of course, Vince doesn't need to come back. Of course, he wants to come back. But I'm conflicted, all right? I'm always going to be conflicted when it comes to the chairman, all right? Because some of my most enjoyable memories of wrestling are the Attitude Era and Vince being on camera and just moving storylines along and now being in my older advanced age, understanding how much of all of the wrestling I've ever consumed in my life had to do with Vince McMahon. So on some level, I feel a debt of gratitude to the chairman but yeah no come on we we and we can't have more stuff coming out we can't have him associated around if people are happier betty better stories are being told i mean yeah as much as i love and are conflicted about the chairman vincent kennedy mcvan he needs to be gone chris where were you when vince was born um i was in uh pittsburgh at that time period oh, was that your that was in your early 20s right it, I think it was the early 20s, maybe. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. So what do you think about Vincent Mc, <laughs> Vince McMahon coming back? Because I love your opinion here because you started in the Vince McMahon era and then bled into the Triple H era. So where do you think we were? Where do you think we are now? And do you think it would be a good idea for him to come back? I enjoy where the WWE is right now. And this year is definitely – I've seen more – of the Triple H era than I have the recent Vince McMahon era. And I enjoy it, so I don't want to ruin a good thing. Keep him out. Keep him out. Okay, so we're going to go from that to, well, another kind of <laughs> a, a sad story here. There's a lot of reports that Matt Riddle is heading off to rehab. Riddle, uh, from our perspective, we've seen in the news, has not had the best of years. There were some sexual uh, assault allegations earlier in the year uh, coupled with a divorce and um, that all going on. And now he is heading, I believe the reports are to rehab. We don't have that confirmed. Obviously Matt Riddle ha- or the WWE haven't said anything yet. Um, really glad he's going out, but Rod, I think this is why we've seen him kind of take a little bit of a back 
role in, as far as not being in that upper uh, upper main event level in the past couple of months? I'm going to start here. Riddle, if you're headed off to rehab, get yourself better. I always want for people to oh, yeah. do well in rehab if that's what they want for themselves. But what I'll say here is let's not give Riddle a complete cop out here. All right. Let's not act like the only reason Riddle fell off a little bit is because of all of these off the ring problems were to speak. Right. I think Riddle was riding the coattails of one of the legends of the WWE that people have been <laughs> hankering to come back. Right. Oh, I mean, gimmick. I just think we you, I think we got to do it here. Jim. Gimmick. I think we got to do it here. I think we realized that Riddle was something because he was with Randy Orton and he was just, he was able to play off of Randy Orton. But when Riddle's just doing the Riddle thing, like now he has bongos with Elias, who cares? But get well. Yeah, Riddle. you're, you're, you're right. Chris, um, is Rod just upset that Riddle, uh, kind of took care of Rollins? You know, Rod is no fan of, of Riddle right now. So of course he has nothing nice to say. Of course he's not. So Matt Riddle, yes, we definitely. You guys keep talking mess. mad about Seth Rollins. I'm gonna have not nice things to say about you. <laughs> uh, we might not mention Seth Rollins' name once or twice coming up, and then finally, some interesting news: Sasha Banks is back, everybody, in New Japan Pro Wrestling. She's on a per deal basis with New Japan. She's going to show up at the Wrestle Kingdom, not in a match, but probably going to confront their champion who will again probably retain in Kyrie Sane from uh from the WWE uh she went over to New Japan obviously where she was from uh, originally gentlemen is Sasha Banks going to going to be worth all the money they're spending on her to get some more eyes on New Japan especially in the United States Rod go for it uh, it's not going to get my eyes on it, but please, New Japan Pro Wrestling, continue to give Sasha Banks all the money to wrestle in your company. Give her even more and more money to wrestle in your company. Have her stay wrestling in your company for quite a while. Lock her up with an exclusive contract for a couple of years. Keep wow. Sasha Banks in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Wow. So, Chris, I think Rod is not a big of a fan of Sasha Banks. Maybe he's, <laughs> he's again, a little worried that she could take out his girl, Charlotte, uh, let me get an unbiased opinion, though. Sasha Banks in New Japan, what do you think? I will agree with Rod on one point. I, I'm i not going to be watching. It's not going to get my eyes over there. Um, Rod's probably worried about Flair, but I haven't seen Flair wrestle this year. Is she ever coming back? No, no, gone. <laughs> yep. She wrestled at WrestleMania, Chris. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, a, that's a bit that was late. Long, long time ago. It was this year. Again, he's old, Rod. <laughs> so, I'm just saying, uh, if you Sasha... wrestle at WrestleMania in a calendar year, it means you wrestled during that calendar year. You're you're not wrong. You you are correct in that one. So I think I think that Sasha Banks has always loved wrestling, but she does have other interests as well as we've seen acting, Explore fashion. Those. Explore so, those. So she can she can go do that. She's got a great opportunity to do something different. Jericho did it. It revived his career. Maybe it will revive her career. Maybe she'll want to um, come back at either WWE or um, or maybe she want to uh, play by the AEW. rules and listen to the creative that's laid out in front of her by the people that are paying her contracts. Maybe she'll want to do that too. And maybe she could do that too because that's something again that. It should not have happened. They I should don't understand. Not I don't get it, Jimmy. Yeah. I don't get What's it. Up? I know that I miss some Sasha Banks. I'm just gonna get. I'm just gonna go all out in it. I'm just gonna be okay. Let's go. Sasha I mean, Banks I thought, and let I all the we Sasha having... Banks 
acolytes come at me. I don't get it. I don't get it with Sasha Banks. I don't find her matches entertaining. I don't find her entertaining. Wow, you're you're a bitchy lady. Amazing. An amazing gimmick for somebody to be a bitchy lady. I've never seen that before done in movies or videos or anything. I don't understand Sasha Banks. I don't understand why we weren't mad that she just walked out on a show. We would probably kill numerous other wrestlers for doing that. But Sasha Banks and Naomi do it and they're heroes. And we're all just rolling out a red carpet for them to come back. I don't get it. Well, maybe because she's talented and she is a terrific uh, persona that she has that she comes out and she adds a lot. Chad Gable's talented. Does anybody care? No, because he doesn't have the persona that she does. She doesn't have the the aura that she does. And she has put on some wonderful matches. She's put on some of the best matches uh, in any female uh, wrestling organization, let alone the WWE. So I think that's why people miss her. But I do... Chris, I do see where Rod is coming from there, where it seems like there was a lot of backstage stuff with her. And maybe she and Vince just didn't click. Maybe she and Hunter will better. I I don't know. What do you think, bud? It does seem that Hunter has a better rapport with a lot of these wrestlers. We've seen a lot of people come back already. Um, And I think that's Vince not being around is the big reason for that. That being said, I mean, and from whatever you guys have said and talked about in the past, it sounds like, and it seems like there was even more to it than that when it comes to banks. So maybe there's just too much toxicity there for her to come back. And maybe it's better if she doesn't. Chris making us all smarter using the word toxicity. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate that here. When we come back, we are going to hit the Yowie Noes for 2022. Look, what Jay just said was super, super messed up, but he did he didn't mean that. He didn't mean that, right? He didn't mean that. He didn't mean that, Roman, seriously. He did not mean that, okay? Look, Jay's been going through a lot. He's gone through a lot. He's just not himself right now. That's it, okay? He's just not lately he just hasn't been very oozy. And we are back. It is time for the Yowie Noise. We have a multitude of categories to go through. We're each going to give our winner. We're going to talk about it a little bit, then we'll move on to the next one. Please give us your thoughts on who you would have as a Yowie Noe recipient at Yowie No Pod, Yowie No Pod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear. We'll throw it on our social media. We'll throw it on the next Yowie No Podcast. Uh, we are excited to start this off, and let's start off with one of the my favorite awards. We're going to go to the Raw Workhorse awards and this award goes to the person or people who exemplified what it is to be a wwe superstar on raw they wrestled every week they were there in and out this is not going to a brock lesnar unless chris or rod wants to get me angry Um, this is someone who you can count in week in week out gonna be there gonna put on a show i'm gonna go first no i'm not rod you're gonna go first rod who is your raw workhorse shoosh Please allow me to go first. All right. My workhorse of Raw are guys that you can count on to get sprayed down by milk in the center of the ring like we've seen recently. You can count on these guys to participate in a spelling bee 
which was a gimmick we saw them do this year. You can count on these guys to be able to be guests at your barbecue that you throw backstage and someone gets rib sauce on someone else's white clothes and then there's a match there. You can count on them to sit in on your poker game. My workhorses of Raw are the Alpha Academy because Otis and Chad Gable are up for anything. Otis is a credible opponent for a big guy. Chad Gable is a heck of a tactician in the ring and becomes a credible opponent when you want him to be. Workhorses of Raw are the Alpha Academy for me. I love that we didn't talk about this beforehand because how you interpret the awards is really going to show um, in your picks. And the Alpha Academy, I thought, was something I didn't even consider the Alpha Academy for this award, but it makes perfect sense the way you say it, is they are there. They're not going to win every match. They're probably not going to win any match. Oh, no. but they're there week in, week out, doing the best they possibly can. Uh, Chris, I love this pick. How about you? I love the pick, and I'm with you. I didn't even think about them, but Rod makes solid points. I can't disagree with anything he said. So, Chris, let's go right to you now. Who is your raw workhorse of the year? Uh, my guy's Bobby Lashley. Nice. I mean, okay. He not only held a belt for a long time, he, he defended the belt. Uh, he is one guy I have seen consistently throughout the year, week in, week out whether or not it's a full match, but if he's doing work, uh, he's had multiple different feuds. I can't say enough about how impressed I am with his wrestling this year. Rod, Lashley has has really ran the gamut the past couple of years since coming back to WWE. He was in a no-nothing no feud with Sami Zayn, and look at where they are now, by the way, all the way up to world champion and a dominating world champion as well. How about Raw Workhorse of the Year for Bobby Lashley, Rod? I like that. I mean, he's definitely a credible main event, which is certainly a thing that's going to help up your stock in a category where you're trying to be a workhorse of a television show. So if you're the guy who's the anchor and holds it down and is the big thing they can hype towards, which Lashley certainly has done numerous times, as Chris alluded to with the U.S. title that he held for quite a bit this year. But the, the up and downness of the way Bob Lashley goes with the crowd makes him kind of difficult for me, right? Like the like like my guys, you know, you know exactly like you said, Jim, you know what to expect every time the Alpha Academy comes out. You're not looking for anybody to cheer them, right? There's been a couple mm -hmm. of times where we've looked for Bob Lashley to be way over as the face and he's not. So it just that can that can make the show awkward at times. But I do like Chris's uh pick of Lashley here. I can't really dispute it. So I went literal with this and I wanted to see who wrestled the most. So I Watched every single, no, I looked on uh, the Googles and went through, and my Raw Workhorse of the Year, I think is a wonderful pick. It's Seth freaking Rollins, who had 113 matches this year, 43 wins. Every single uh, day he comes out, first of all, you never know what he's going to wear, which is an amazing feat, just the stuff he's pulled off. The crowd is into him as no other. He didn't win all his matches by far, but has been still... Up in the upper mid-card, main event maybe adjacent level. The U.S. title means something now. Uh, he had a unique feud with Riddle. I think overall, Seth Rollins, when you think Monday Night Raw, you think Monday Night Rollins, Rod. Main event adjacent? Did that, well, that's right now. He should be in the main, main event. event adjacent? <laughs> he ain't wrestling Roman right now. 
are you just trying to make me mad by calling him a workhorse and not making him eligible for any of the other categories that are up here? I didn't this say is... he wasn't eligible for any of the other categories. So you're going to have Seth Rollins like four other times? Because there, there are four other categories where he could be. I mean, I can't dispute your stats. I mean, here yes. we go again. Statitudes now getting involved in wrestling. Right. But I mean, come on. Workhorse Seth Rollins, Jimmy. I'm <sighs> Chris, how you doing, bud? Listen, Roger's he was on my... Yeah, but he was on my short list. He's another guy that you would see week in, week out. You know, not just necessarily on Raw 2. He'd make appearances on SmackDown. I mean, yep. you'd see him Just, just another everywhere. guy, just like old Jim Phillips on Superstars. Just another guy who'd come down to the see, ring. But that's the interpretation. My interpretation, our He's interpretation working. was different than yours on this. And, and that's what I like about this award. Because it can go to an Alpha Academy, a Bobby Lashley, or Seth Rollins. All three had different trajectories during the year. Um, so I can't wait to f- uh, figure out our SmackDown workhorse, and I'm going to give it to a tag team, and I'm going to give it to the Usos. The Usos were amazing this year. They wrestled in 128 matches, had 66 wins. A lot of those uh, have been recent as well, uh, but you got to give it to the Usos. Yes, Rod, super kick party. They devalue those a little bit, but this whole gimmick that they have with the bloodline has just gone to a different level. Jimmy, Jay, Sammy, Roman, uh, Sola Sequoia, uh, Sequoia. Um, I love the bloodline and I think that the Usos have really made SmackDown something special, Rod. Go to Chris. Okay. Uh, Rod <laughs> and I had different, uh, opinions on what this award meant. This is good. We are uh, one award in and we are already not talking to each other. Chris, what do you think about the Usos? So you're not wrong. The Usos have wrestled a lot this year. And <laughs> I think think, I'm wrong. <laughs> and I think, I think you will see the bloodline come up a lot in this list. Um, although I just don't know if I'm with you as far as making them the workhorse. Who's your answer, Chris? Who's your answer? I just want to see where you're at. Jimmy just gave us the Usos and Seth Rollins as his workhorses. My <laughs> yeah. mind is blown right now, Chris. I want to see where you're at. Mine's right along with my Bobby Lashley pick, but mine for SmackDown is Sheamus. I mean, he's a guy that's put in work. Uh, He's successful. He can carry a show all on his own. He's done incredible work this year. Even with his little injury hiatus, incredible work. He's my workhorse for SmackDown. So, Rod, my interpretation of this, uh, again, was who's going to be there, who is really kind of a, uh, one of the top top people on SmackDown. Yours, on the other hand, I think might have been if we would have named this upper mid or mid card uh, award or something like that. Um, that's not what I'm thinking. So please don't take that the wrong way. I have a feeling you took it that way. Who is your workhorse? And then you can yell at Chris and I for giving uh, it to the Usos and Sheamus. Like like the workhorse, right? I mean, like just think of a workhorse, right? We're talking Eeyore. We're talking donkeys here. Like that's what a workhorse means, right? I'm not trying to offend anybody here, right? But that's what a workhorse is, right? Like you have when a TV show has main characters, stories, books have main characters. These guys, you dudes are throwing out. These are our heroes. These are our people that are going on the journey that we care about. These are the people that need to be redeemed or get revenge against somebody. These are not workhorses. Uh, uh. But no, listen, it's America. Everybody's allowed to have their opinions, and Jimmy has watched wrestling for far longer than I have, so his stats cannot be disputed. My workhorse for SmackDown is Gunther, Mr. SmackDown nice. main event. Been Intercontinental Champion since the summertime. It's okay. a big deal anytime he shows up and fights against somebody, fights on about every SmackDown. You can't guarantee that Sheamus is going to show up for every SmackDown just because he's pretty advanced in his career. Drew McIntyre's had certain times where he's been off as well, and look up, and Gunther's wrestling all the time ever since he showed up, so... 
Gunther's my workhorse, but apparently yeah. I missed the assignment. No, but again, but Gunther again is your. He is not on the level of a Seth Rollins or an Usos. Um, he's on that level of a Sheamus, though. I can see that, and he has really done a great job this year of developing that character um, from NXT, the Valter, uh, which a lot of people don't even care anymore. So kudos to him. I'm still on that. I'm still on that. I still stock in in Walter, but. Um, I think Gunther is a terrific pick here because he does have the working man's championship. And that's a good way to think about uh, the intercontinental champion there, Rod. I appreciate that. That's, that's, that's really nice. And um, when I suggested workhorse of the year as well, Jim, we don't want to release our text message thread to the public because that would be a lot of trouble for a lot of us on a lot of different levels. But when I no first question. brought this up to you, I believe I said mid card, like I believe within one or two senses of bringing up the workhorse in the category, I believe I said mid card. We're going to stop right now, and I'm going to look and see if I can see the word mid-card anywhere in here. No, um, That's okay. We're going to move on to the next one. We're going to move on to... I'm not really angry. I'm just doing a podcast, Jim. <laughs> let's go to most improved. Most improved overall this year. I'm excited to hear what Chris has to say because Chris, again, came in halfway through. Um, hasn't seen so uh, a lot this year, but I still want to get his opinion on who he maybe didn't like at first. Now he likes Chris. Who is your most improved? Yeah, so that's kind of what I went at. I couldn't, you know, pick somebody that I didn't see last year. You know, I didn't see anybody last year. So it was somebody I wasn't necessarily for or I didn't enjoy at first, but they grew on me. And at least now I respect the craft and everything like that they have to offer. And that for me was Gunther. So he's my most improved. I really didn't dig on him at first, and he's grown on me. He's a good heel for me, so... Gunther. Gunther, yeah, that was a great transition by me. I just want that noted uh, for the podcast awards coming up. Look I think uh, we've, we've already talked about Gunther. He's done a great job uh, since coming over from NXT. Rod, uh, thoughts on Gunther, and then give us your most improved for the year. Love the ring general. Think that it's very possible if, uh, I mean, you can't believe everything you see on wrestling Twitter, but the word is might be that he's going to fight old old Brocky boy, old Brock in case of glass at WrestleMania, which would certainly help up his stock a little bit there too. So good things ahead for Gunther, I believe. Uh, my most improved is, uh, I believe this one should almost be undebatable, frankly. If you look back on where this gentleman started this year and where he is ending this year, it has to go to one Austin Theory. Austin Theory. So beginning of the year, didn't know who he was. And then all of a sudden, he is in a main event at WrestleMania. Uh, he did kind of go down. Event at WrestleMania. Stone Cold Steve Austin and him were wrestling at WrestleMania. Vince McMahon was involved. Pat McAfee. I mean, some, some big, big names there. And the only thing with that, that that gets me is he's he's kind of on a weird trajectory now. They had to kind of push him down a little bit then to bring him back up. So we still have another few weeks in this year, a couple more Raws, Chris. What about Austin Theory? So everybody knows I'm not a fan. <laughs> but there was, there was an issue. Like he was getting a lot of push when Vince was still in charge. And as soon as Money in the Bank happened, Vince left. He was stuck in a no man's land for way too long. And they were kind of stuck with that money in the bank, weird type of thing that they had to figure out something to do. They've at least got it to do something, you know, however short term it is, but I don't know. I I think it was a little bit too much of an up and down year for him to have like most improved. Like if you want to go from the summer till now, maybe, but 
Okay, so I, I uh, Gunther was Gunther was number two on my list. Um, so I I I I hate this because I'm not a huge fan, but I've got to give credit where credit is due. People hate him, hate him now. It's Dominic Mysterio, um, I, and it's wow. the way that he has developed the character of Dominic Mysterio. He's always been okay in the ring. He's still improving. But it's the fact that I actually care enough to not like him now as opposed to I don't really care. I'm switching the channel. Um, Rhea Ripley has helped a tremendous amount in that. You've got to give her credit for that as well, um, along with uh, Priest and Balor, of course. But Rhea Ripley's been the, the main one there. I just love this new character that he's developing, and I want to continue to see it because he's got to be he's got to be that heel. And I think that moving forward, he's got to get that big win over dad at some point. And we know that's coming. We just don't know when. Dominic Mysterio, Rod, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, you, you said everything I would say. I mean, he was somebody who I was just like, yeah, okay, fine. Here's the little nepotism. Little nepotism. Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> you know, Rey Mysterio's kid is here on my screen. But, uh, yeah, he's definitely something now. And I personally like that you brought up Rhea Ripley because you'll be hearing a lot more about Rhea Ripley from me when we get to another category. Chris, thoughts on Dominic Mysterio? Yeah, you're 100% right. I believe it was on this podcast earlier this year. I said, would he even be in this event if it wasn't for his dad? And the answer was essentially no. And that was before he made the turn to heel. And now his character is at least interesting. You want to see that storyline play out. You want to see that play out, which, like Rod said, I really did not care at all before that turn. That is our most improved Gunther, Chris, Austin Theory, Rod, and Dominic Mysterio, myself. We're going to go to the worst gimmick of the year for the Yowie Noes. <laughs> the worst gimmick for me is Mansois, Max, <laughs> Maxine. <laughs> and you can't even say the other guy's name. Mache, uh, the maximum male models. Oh dear! When Max Dupree came out, we knew something was going to happen, and he kept coming out and delaying it and delaying it. And when that happens, you know they have no idea what they're doing. And finally, they came out, and it just fell flat on its face. I do love the way they ended it with LA Knight coming back. Uh, but they're still a tag team, uh, so we've got it. We got to give it to them. I think it's the worst gimmick. No one really cared, and it it, it actually I I don't know how, but it took those two guys down even further from when they were. So the maximum male models are my worst gimmick of the year. I think you're absolutely. Right. I think it definitely hurt Mansois. I don't know that it could have yep. done much for Massey. I mean, I don't think he had yeah. much when he was T Bar and Mace. I don't think it really he mattered much at all. But I think people were kind of into Mansoor. But then when he became Mansois, it was really definitely down from Hill. But you, like you said, it birthed us L.A. night, and we're excited about that. But that's <laughs> definitely a bad gimmick. But here's another bad gimmick for you, Jimmy. How about sure. Jinder Mahal? What exactly is Jinder Mahal's gimmick, other than I'm from India? Is that, I mean, is he doing anything for us other than that? Maharaja. I guess. Jinder okay, Mahal's gimmick enough. is bad, and it certainly is the fact that he barely shows up on our television anymore. Also from Canada, by the way, just for the record. <laughs> Chris King, who is, is your <laughs> worst gimmick? Uh, Elias. Elias. You sure you don't want to say Ezekiel? Either one, both. I don't know. 
You don't, well, like, I mean, they are two people, you don't like him right. like per, you have people. a personal vendetta against him. I just I hated the whole twin aspect. It made me want to turn the channel channel off. Okay, so this it's is a the fair first answer. I, I yeah, it is. It, it's fair. It's a fair yeah. answer. It's it's fair. Let's go to um, best gimmick then. What was our favorite gimmick of the year? And I've got to, I'm going to go first on this. I'm going to say the Brawling Brutes. They revitalized three careers there, including having one of the greatest matches that we've seen uh, with Sheamus um, and Gunther. Um, Look, I just, just think... giving awards away. Don't we want to build here, Jim? That's one of our categories. The what? Uh, Jim, you're just giving things away. Isn't I'm not giving things. I said one of. I said one of. Calm down. Uh, but it's the uh, best gimmick goes to the Brawling Brooks, Brutes. They've gotten so many main events out of those and solid quality matches. That's what I love about that. Chris King, Brawling Brutes, thoughts? Yeah, you're not wrong. Quality matches, like good matches. Banger after banger after banger. <laughs> uh, Chris, uh, Rod, how about the Brawling Brutes? You've, you've mentioned a lot there and then go into your uh, best gimmick. Uh, I, you know, I love that. The Brawling Brutes is certainly somebody who was in consideration on my list, but I got to go with somebody who wrestled a joke match against Johnny Knoxville at WrestleMania, and we all wondered to ourselves, where was this yes. going? And then the next thing we know, he was calling himself the locker room leader, wearing a Bloodline t-shirt, and now he has his own line of shirts called the Honorary Ooze, and he seems to get the second biggest pops of anybody in the Bloodline. It has to go to the honorary Ooze, Sami Zayn. Love it. Love Sami Zayn getting the best gimmick here. Uh, as you've, you know, I couldn't have said any better myself, Chris. How about you? Yeah. And finally, we have a little bit of consensus because that is my vote for best gimmick as well. Oh, okay. Rod and I, very Ooze. Very Ooze. How do you feel about having the same uh, opinion as Chris? Listen, he, when he's right, I'm absolutely fine to have the same opinion as Chris. And this particular time, <laughs> he is right. And since I went first, we all know that the opinion originated originated it. Yes, originated it on the Yeah, We Knowies. Yes, that is what we do here. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, just gonna... Sammy Zane is just, it's incredible, Jimmy. Like, I asked you and uh, our good friend Mark Allen, who comes on from time to time, guys who watch wrestling a bit longer than me, where this ranks on the underdog storylines, right? Your Kofi mania, your yes movement. And you said nothing will ever touch the yes movement, but you think that this is now above Kofi mania. It is above Kofi mania because we, we kind of all knew where it was going to go with Vince McMahon still there. Yeah. He was going to win something, but then he would just get demolished by a bigger guy. And he did. Yeah. So, so we have no idea where Sammy's going to go. You and I have said that we, we our head is spinning with what this Sammy thing could end at. It could end up with him raising gold. It could end up with him being a manager you really just don't know on the Sami Zayn gimmick and that's why that's why we watch every week and another reason why we watch every week has a lot to do with what's in the ring gentlemen but also there are some non-wrestlers that really make the show terrific so Rod I want to go to you who is your non-wrestler of the year Corey Graves wow I thought about this a lot, right? I thought about this a lot. I thought, do I want to pick somebody who is a, a valet, a manager, right? Do I want to give Scarlett a nod here because of how important you told me Scarlett was to the whole Karrion Cross of it all? Karrion Cross shows up without Scarlett. He's a nothing wearing dominatrix uniforms. He comes back with Scarlett and he's getting main events with Drew McIntyre. So she's clearly important. Uh, clearly uh, MVP is important, right? For what he has done yep. to Omos, another guy that was a consideration for me. But I thought about the overall product I watch on television and who's somebody that doesn't wrestle that makes it enjoyable for me, and that's Corey Graves, hands down. 
Okay, so Corey Graves, you love. I'm shocked that you would like Corey Graves' commentary with the way you uh, <laughs> watch <Right>. wrestling. <laughs> Chris King, who you got for non-wrestler of the year? I actually went with Pat McAfee. And even though he has been in the ring, it's a non-wrestler who got some of the biggest pops of the year. Um, I love Pat McAfee, every- who main evented WrestleMania, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right? a bogus answer by you. I mean, I know that you're coming in with much fewer episodes than us, but this guy's wrestled twice this year, and you're like, my best non-wrestler of the year is Pat McAfee. <laughs> okay, okay. Commentator first, got in the ring a couple times. That's all. So, so I don't. Paul Heyman can't be eligible here either because he got F five through a table. No, as long as they're not normally a wrestler, I think they were open for this category. Well, I'm glad that we're going to you for the rules and guidelines of the Yeah We Know yes, podcast. That, that, that's the only way we do it on the Yeah We Knowies. So I, I went through a lot of different people here. I went through um, Triple H. I went through Paul Heyman, um, uh, Pat McAfee. I thought of, and then I'm like, oh, he's a wrestler, so he can't be in, in this. Um, <laughs> I actually, Rod, you mentioned her. I, I love I love the Scarlet gimmick. I, I think everything about her in in that role makes Karrion Cross what he is and what he could be. Without Scarlet, uh, even the booking aside, he isn't the same. Love everything about the what she does, how she carries herself. So Scarlet was my uh, non-wrestler of the year. I wanted to shout her out for sure because I think she's done a great job. And we'll see where that goes because, I don't know if you know this or not, Karrion's not doing too much right now. I particularly like the way that Scarlet carries herself. I like the way you put that, Jim. Well, I got to get some stuff in there, don't we? Uh, let's go to overrated and underrated now. Let's start with underrated. I kind of like this category because there are some people who y- you just don't um, don't appreciate enough, and I definitely think that's Roman Reigns. I'm just joking. Rod. I was going to say, what are we about to get here? <laughs> no, you're going to get Chad Gable. Uh, Chad Gable uh, has yes. everything that has been thrown at Chad Gable. Shorty G, for example. Um, he has taken to uh, the next level. He's done a terrific job, but no matter what gimmick he's in, no matter how many times he says, shoosh, no matter how much milk is poured on him, in the ring, amazing athlete, amazing workhorse, if you will. Um, I love Chad Gable, and I think he deserved an award, and that's why I gave him the most underrated uh, performer in WWE, Chad Gable, Rod Morgan. The floor is yours for rebuttal and then also for your pick. I mean, I can't rebut it. You know, I love me some Chad Gable. I think that that's absolutely a phenomenal answer out of you. He uh, He's a workhorse, as I mentioned before, but I don't have him here underrated. I have somebody who fits kind of the Chad Gable mystique, if you will, right? He's a little undersized. You're never really going to buy him beating anybody. He basically shows up all the time to lose. But damn it, if he doesn't have some spunk and he's pretty darn good with some moves in the ring, my guy here is Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali. Okay, I like that a lot. Chris, talk to me about Mustafa Ali a little bit. Um, I don't know how I just did that name there. Mustafa Ali, and then give us your pick, bud. Yeah, he's – Rod's right on with him. He's somebody that comes in uh, real technical. He has some high-flying moves. He can get the crowd to chant, this is awesome, occasionally. Like, yeah, he, he can work the ring. Um, I went with a guy who probably isn't underrated anymore, unfortunately. But for the majority of this year, he was. And I just can't believe how much 
I am invested in this storyline compared to where I was at at the beginning of the year when I first started watching. My guy is Sami Zayn. And I know that he's getting a big pop right now, but for the majority of the year, he wasn't. Uh, And I love that Johnny Knoxville match, but you really didn't know what was going to happen with him. You didn't know where he was going with that uh, locker room leader and trying to be an honorary use. And you just didn't know what was going to happen. It seemed kind of silly at times, but it's won everybody over now. But for the most part of the year, it was Sami Zayn, underrated. Okay, yeah, I think that that's right. Uh, everyone, uh, you know, the the diehards love Sami Zayn, how he how he's wrestled and how he's uh, really conducted himself over the years, and he's finally found that niche, uh, and people love him. That's fantastic, uh, Rod. Let's go to you for our most overrated uh, person in the WWE. Who was overrated in your mind? Ah, oh, man, I'm almost slicing my own throat here because this is a guy that I used to defend to the hilt because I just sort of. Secretly, I sort of loved the story coming from the real world, talking a mad bunch of shit about becoming a wrestler someday and actually doing it made me always have some respect for The Miz, but The Miz is absolutely overrated. I mean, the man can still carry himself on the microphone, so I get why they put him on camera every once in a while, but he cannot wrestle any longer, cannot wrestle any longer, and... With the Hollywood gimmick is now sort of, I guess, at risk because he's broke now. I mean, so that we're doing bare. Oh, but Corbin he's not broke. He's on a. He's on a. Yeah, whatever. That's what I mean. So the Miz is my guy, Jimmy, and I think you got the same one, don't you? Uh, no, I actually thought you were going to go with somebody else. That's why I thought we had the same one. Uh, I agree with you completely there. The Dexter Loomis feud is not working. So let's go somewhere else on that. But my most overrated, Ronda Rousey. Wow, uh, I have been extremely upset with the way that they have had her book this year. Um, this this past the Survivor Series was so bad, and she really hasn't made anyone better as she's wrestled. Now she has some opportunities coming up for sure, but I just I haven't I haven't liked it this year at all. Uh, and I think that bringing her in now she's just I mean she's like down a level from the other top women performers in my mind uh storyline wise especially that's what so, happens when you start associating with Shayna baszler Shayna baszler's better than her right now which is you know that's saying something uh yeah, she's King, not what in, you... in, in the eyes of in the eyes of charisma in the eyes of levels is Shayna baszler still below ronda rousey <laughs> chris king what do you think about rousey and then give us your pick for most overrated i'm going to disagree with you i wouldn't consider her Whoa. overrated Um, I really like the Rowdy Rousey character she is right now. I'm enjoying that storyline. I don't expect her to be the best in the ring considering she came from the UFC. I know she's been here for a few years, but still she's not going to have the same skill as these other girls that have, you know, a decade or more of work in. So I just don't see it. My guy is somebody who... Came back this year, a lot of hype, had some big kind of first showings, and then has not done anything since. And that's Braun Strowman. Ooh, you're about okay. to get these hands, Chris. You better calm down. <laughs> I'm just saying, he came in with all this hype, all this stuff. Those first couple shows he was on, he was throwing people out of the ring. And then next thing you know, absolutely nothing. I have not seen anything, uh, not necessarily any type of memorable match. 
Chris, did overrated. you see Braun Strowman before in the before times, or did you just no? Was, his no. comeback was it's just this okay, year. I can I can definitely see where you're coming from on that because we had a couple years of Braun Strowman build up before he left. Um, but again, I don't think you're wrong because he came in as a giant, he beat the giant, and now what do you do with him? You called uh, that one, Jimmy. Tough, you called that yeah, one. You said if he wrestles almost too early, we got nothing, and here we are. And we ha- and we have nothing. Although I think on tribute to the troops, he's going to have a pretty good match against L.A. Knight, if I remember correctly. Hey, um, we got to see. Uh, so that is our overrated. I want to go next to our interview of the year. Now this could be. This is another one that's a l- people could get angry here because it was I'm not going to get angry. I just have two year. answers. Uh, Val, there's two answers. Rod, give us the answer, and then I'm going to say that's my answer too. Go ahead, Rod. All right, I'm going to say the promo, if you will, just mic segment. Someone on the microphone talking, you know, in front of camera, in front of a live audience was. I don't have the exact date, but it's when KO was just absolutely dressing down Austin Theory in the ring and explaining why no one cares about Austin Theory in terms that I mean, you know, someone who gets paid to write eloquently about the art of professional wrestling would put it the same way KO did in the ring. There's been thousands of guys like you that came in here with the looks and the body and were told we're going to be a big deal and got trucked out of here. But guys like me and Johnny Gargano are one in a million, and that's why people love us. That was the promo of the year. Of, of course it was because Kevin Owens delivered it, and Kevin Owens is amazing. Even on on Raw the other night uh, from when we're recording this, uh, he, he and Ezekiel had a little interaction backstage, and Kevin Owens just, just kind of stole the show there. Chris, uh, what is your interview segment of the year, and what do you think about Kevin Owens? My favorite mic moment, and it's not necessarily an interview. This was just a guy on the mic. Definitely broke not just everybody in the ring, but everybody yeah. in the crowd yeah. and watching TV. It's Sammy saying Jay's not feeling very oozy. It, it kind of created a monster, and and it's it's the only other answer that's acceptable here, honestly, for the year. There have been some good interviews, but the the feeling oozy was a moment when you break everyone: Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns, and the Usos all at the same time. You got to be credit, give credit for that, right, Rod? Yeah, and then I, I shout out to, uh, I think it was a week later or two weeks later, we said he's a certified usologist. I thought that was another nice one that Sammy pulled right out of the rear there. But I want to shout out a dark horse for just a guy who is given a microphone an awful lot and just comes through and is solid every time. And I don't think people give him credit for being this. He can do lots of different things on the microphone. And Chris, I'm about to talk up your boy here. Even though you go at my guy, I'm about to talk your boy up here. I think Drew McIntyre is way underrated on the microphone. I think that dude can do dry. I think that dude can do I'm pumped up to be here. He can do welcome to SmackDown, welcome to Raw. He can can do things with the New Day, which we saw him do this year. Drew McIntyre is really, really stone cold solid on a microphone, and I wanted to shout him out. Yeah, he he is, and... He's we're going to see what happens. He's a little uh, hurt right now, but we'll see what happens moving forward in 2023. Hopefully he gets I really want him to get that title run in front of people. I think that would be a nice thing to have happen there um, just because of of all the good things he's done with. He's going to come up again for me. Next, we're going to go with the premium live event of the year. We've got 12 to anywhere from 10 to 14 premium live events a year. Um, I've got to go with the premium live event of them all, though, and I've got to go with WrestleMania on this one. Where else are you going to see um, 
Rick Boogs, if you will, and Shinsuke nice. Nakamura wrestled together. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, and Vince McMahon and, and, and Steve Austin and Kevin Owens and, and everybody else. But uh, they were two long shows, but they were two very good shows. I've got to give it to WrestleMania as the premium live event of the year. Rod, thoughts on that and then your PLE of the year? I mean, of course, you know, the rattlesnake, right? The glass broke at WrestleMania in Texas. I mean, of course, that's going to make it the, the premium live event of the year. It's the granddaddy of them all, but it really was solid. You're right. There was a bunch of great matches. We shouted out the the Sami Zayn, uh, Johnny Knoxville match. That was a great one there. Yep. Many a great match at WrestleMania. So I decided to go a little bit off the board here. All right. I'm going to give you a premium live event that had, yes, Match number, I don't know, 75 in the series of the Street Profits versus the Usos, but I'll be damned if it wasn't a hell of a match. There was also a really, really good match involving my most improved of the year, Austin Theory, when he gave up the United States Championship to one Bob Lashley, and then Bob Lashley won on that run, elevating the U.S. title on Raw to become Chris's Raw workhorse. Oh, yeah. There were also two ladder matches in this premium live event <laughs> that gave people cases. And then one of those cases got cashed in later that same night. People were fired up for Liv Morgan to cash in that briefcase and beat Ronda Rousey. So I went with Money in the Bank here, Jimmy. Money in the Bank is my, honestly, it's kind of my, depending on WrestleMania the year, it's either my second or third favorite event just because you never know what's going to happen. Uh, even if you do know what's going to happen in the end of the match, you still don't know how the match is going to get there and everything that can happen with those uh, six to eight people, depending on how many uh, people they have buying for that briefcase. So I think that's a really good pick. Chris, thoughts on that? And then your pick for premium live event of the year. Yeah, those are both good events. Um, oh, but I but not as good as this one. Yeah, no, it's not as good as this one. Okay. Uh, this was a great event from start to finish. And that, of course, is Clash at the Castle. And think about how many great moments happened in that paper or that premium live event. You had, you had the Dominic turn heel in that event. You had the beginning essentially of Bailey versus Belair starting uh, at Clash of the Castle. You had a great match between uh, Rollins and Riddle at Clash of the Castle. Um, you had that great McIntyre Roman Reigns, and then. Who could forget about what could be one of the matches of the year, the uh, Seamus Gunther match mm-hmm. at Clash of the Solo Castle. Sola Sokoa appeared for the first time oh, as well, so that's, that's a really right. good answer, Yeah. Yes. So we had a lot of good events uh, this year, and uh, the fact that each of us had a different one for their PLE of the year kind of shows that. Um, and Clash of the Castle, give credit where credit is due. For something that is uh, that usually has not... You know, anything outside of the United States hasn't really lived up to uh, billing in the past. Uh, glorified house shows, if you will. Clash of the Castle was really, really nice. Um, speaking of all those feuds that we talked about, let's go right into a big one. The feud of the year. Chris King, you're going to go first on this. Who is your feud of the year? I just just touched on it. And that for me was Seamus versus Gunther. Okay. I mean, because not only you had you had both of those guys and and those guys, those two had some of the best matches of the year multiple times. The Brawling Brutes wrestled their butt off quality matches. Like Rod said earlier, banger after banger after banger. It was a great feud. You know, you definitely had, at least in my eyes, a great face in Sheamus and a perfect heel in Gunther. 
So it was perfect. It was a great feud. Didn't last, didn't, didn't get dragged on for too long, and it's still there if it needs to come back. Yeah, Rod, I think that was uh, that was a really good call there. I completely disagree, though. I think that's Imperium and the Brawling Brutes is the, the feud of the year. How would you have just Sheamus and Gunther? Uh, no, my, uh, Imperium and, and Brawling Brutes was mine as well for a lot of those reasons. Uh, the singles matches we had, but then all of those amazing uh, six-man tag team matches, uh, tag team matches, uh, they really did help carry um, the second half of the year there. So congratulations to them. Rod, thoughts on the Imperium and Brutes and your pick for feud of the year. You guys, uh, you guys hit it all up there, man. The, uh, the boys from uh, across the seas were uh, matching it up anytime. And you can put those guys in any semblance of a match. Just put them all in a hat, shake them up, spit them out, whatever match is going to happen. I'm going to be in on watching it. So great calls by you gentlemen there, but I'm going to go to the ladies for a feud of the year. And I'm going to go to one that took up the beginning of the year. So when we get to these end of year, Lords mm-hmm. list, sometimes yep. we forget about it, but. Yep. Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair at the beginning of this year was something else, man. It helped solidify Bianca Belair's status as one of the elites. It put her on John Cena level. It gave her that thing to run back to. It made Becky finally be able to turn, to go away, to come back to the man, which we all wanted in any way. And now they're kind of, they're, they're a lot, they're allies again. Becky versus Bianca was the feud of the year for me. I think that that was a terrific feud and it really did show, you know, people were a little upset when that happened and they said, Oh, you're just going to bury Bianca. Well, guess what? Bianca did not get buried. Bianca is an amazing athlete, an amazing wrestler, good on the mic. You couldn't really ask for anything more. Chris King. No, you can't. It was, and it was a great feud. Like they, when I first was starting watching, that was right at the height of that feud. And at first, I didn't think that Becky was big enough to hang with Bianca, but like the way she wrestles and, and the athleticism that Bianca has, it's just phenomenal matches. And you've got to remember everyone listening here that just said, Becky can't handle with Bianca. Chris King hadn't watched Becky Lynch wrestle before. He had no idea. And, um, you know, Becky really was one of those people who started that revolution uh, that raw uh, back a few years ago there and uh, continued it. And she's done a great job moving forward. Um, let's go to the tag team division, gentlemen. This is a big one. Tag team of the year, Rod, tag team of the year for 2022. Oh, I mean, clarification, am I allowed to pick somebody for tag team of the year if they were labeled a workhorse earlier in this podcast? Uh, well, I have them as the tag team of the year. So, yes, you're allowed to do that. Okay, then then the answer is the Usos. I mean, okay, the fair enough. <laughs> the, the, the answer is Jimmy and Jay Usos, right? Get your ones in the air. I mean, these guys are phenomenal. Everything you said about them being workhorses, I want to be clear here. I don't disagree with what you said. Correct. Like, yeah. Like, you know, I mean, they, they show up, they wrestle great matches. They're, I mean, they, they ooze healiness the minute they get out of whatever black suv they're getting out of in the back whether they're getting out with paul Heyman or they're getting out with solo or they're getting out with sammy or they're getting out by themselves so the minute the uso step into the building they know how to play heel they wrestle great matches the, uh, the uso neil fall near falls are probably some of the best near falls in the wrestling business they are terrific chris king what do you think about the usos and who is your tag team of the year i mean is this a you say the maximum male models no, I think this is a unanimous decision, right? I mean, is there wow. any other yeah. tag team that you could really nominate here? They broke if the. Orton wouldn't record. have gotten hurt, right? It would have been interesting to see RK Bro versus them if Orton wouldn't have got hurt. 
Yes, yeah, but sure. that didn't happen. And now the Usos <laughs> hold the record for the longest title run in tag team title history. So that's okay. Apparently, the New Day's in NXT now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah, they're the new NXT champs. So, uh, like, what what is it? What other team actually could even be in the same conversation? That's the Usos, and that's the only Street Profits, who they continue to not let cook for some reason. Yeah, Street but Profits, RK Bro was there, but they weren't obviously didn't have as 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 much uh, time to cook, if you will, Rod, as the others. So the Viking Raiders, really, right, Jimmy? That's who we're heating up to possibly find. Well, I think that's twenty twenty three. Twenty twenty three. Yeah, I mean, certainly not anytime soon, but I mean, they're clearly trying to heat the Raiders up as this unstoppable force that might finally be able to stop them, no? Yeah, but you got to be careful with all the, the, the magic stuff and the over-the-top. You just need to just have them come out and kill people. And, you know, they are. Yeah. They are, but yeah. still. It's, You're right. Tone it down a little bit with the Raiders. A little calm down. Okay, so we have four awards left. We have Match of the Year, uh, Woman Wrestler of the Year, Male Wrestler of the Year, and then Overall Wrestler of the Year. So we're going to go to Match of the Year. This is why we watch wrestling. And I want to hear from Rod Morgan what his match of the year is. Because honestly, there are a lot to choose from. Rod Morgan, match of the year. I, I tipped my hand a little bit there when I went to feud and I went back to the beginning of the year. That was something that I focused on. I went back to the beginning of the year because, again, recency bias exists these days in our social media world. All right. You guys are going to go to class at the Cashel. That's good. I was going to go to Clash at the Castle, but I was going to go for Reigns versus McIntyre at Clash at the Castle. Ultimately decided not to do that one. All right. I was also thinking about going Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair at Mania. Not yeah. going there where I've landed. Yeah. Royal Rumble. First premium live event of the year. My guy, Seth Rollins, comes down to the Shield entrance in the Shield getup. Looks like he's going to take Roman Reigns out within the first 10 minutes of the match. I mean, we're talking, he gets him with the stomp. He, it, it's, it, there's many near falls, and then Roman has to just keep the guillotine on him. Seth Rollins does not get pinned by Roman Reigns, which I think is kind of a bogus ending, but that match yes. was all in, and it gave up some serious nostalgia hit, which is also a thing we love in wrestling. So because I knew you guys were going to go class at the castle, I went, Rollins Reigns because I also wanted to get Roman Reigns in here somewhere he's had a pretty amazing <laughs> year but I don't think I wanted to put him for any of my awards but I wanted to get him in somewhere so I got him in this way all right so you got Reigns and Rollins uh, overall match of the year Chris King what do you think about that and who is your match of the year yeah no it was a fantastic match you can't deny that at all and Rod's going to be surprised but I'm going to be taking not something from Clash of the Castle I'm going to go to Hell in the Cell. I'm going to take his for you. I'm going to take his boy Rollins versus Rhodes. Uh, yeah. Rhodes came out. Oh, God. This is going to be nuts. Separated shoulder. It was a crazy <laughs> match. Loved every second of it. Um, when he, when, when Cody took, you know, we all heard, a lot of people heard that he had uh, torn his pec. When he took his robe off and you knew it was not makeup, you all thought, oh, dear. That's Bruce not said. good. Um, and then he wrestled cannot, pretty much a banger. I cannot. Oh, it was it was a terrific match. A terrific match. He probably did more harm than good to himself, but he was going to he was going to come out and do it. And that just kind of cemented his legacy. Uh, hopefully we get to talk about him coming uh, coming up here. 
uh, in the next well, couple of it months. Solidified, it solidified Rollins to me as a great in-ring performer as well. Like, I do give I do give Rollins a lot of grief because I know that's who Rod loves. I like making fun of him, but you can't deny what he is able to do in the ring all the time. He has great matches all the time. Including one at WrestleMania with Cody Rhodes, the returning prodigal son, which is my match of the year, the wow. WrestleMania match. Look at between my guy. Cody and Rollins. Let's go, let's go real quick to Sheamus and Gunther before we go. We we hit the WrestleMania match. Incredible. Unbelievably incredible. Something we have not seen um in a very, very long time. A non-WWE match in a WWE ring that just blew the house down. Terrific job overall. Love that match. I'm not sure um, Sheamus but- has been right since. <laughs> he may not have been in uh, uh, a a Gunther Brock Lesnar match. Someone's going to go. Someone's going to get broken. Uh, yeah. I don't know what they're going to get broken. But let's go back to Mania when you knew the right call was to have Cody Rhodes come back and be this match at WrestleMania when the lights went down and they did the exact gimmick that he had in AEW. Uh, the American Nightmare gimmick. Everything was the same. It was the Cody Rhodes that left WWE as a mid-carder, rose up, helped create a new company, coming back home and having an amazing match with Seth Rollins uh, in front of uh, a WrestleMania crowd. You really can't ask for a, a better uh, start to a um, a career than that. Um, he and, and Rollins, as we've noted, have had uh, several ma- had several matches uh, after that, and we're going to see some more because Rollins needs to get one win back eventually. May not be twenty twenty three, but it's going to come, and it's going to be another amazing match there. So matches of the year: Cody and Rollins at Mania, Rollins and Reigns at the Rumble, and Cody and Rollins at Hell in a Cell. Look at my guy, tears in my Good boy. Eye, your boy. Listen, let's go to uh, male wrestler of the year right now. Come on, let's go. All right, Rod, go for it. Male wrestler it's of the year. Seth freaking Rollins, baby. The visionary, the revolutionary, the architect, the former Shield member, the United States champion at one point this year. Fought for the tag belts with Kevin Owens. Anybody remember that? That was fun for a little while. He did that, yep. right? Yep. Oh, I mean, Seth Rollins just had an amazing year. In a year where we've talked about Big E's injury and Rick Boogs went down and injuries are always going to be a thing in the WWE. But we talked about so many injuries. When's this guy coming back? This person just came back. Someone just showed up every week and did amazing, charismatic in ring work. And that's what being a professional wrestler is all about. Seth freaking Rollins, baby. Would I ever answer anyone else, Jimmy? Uh, no, you won't. And I, I'm just going to put down for 2023 Rollins as your pick as well. Um, so that's already, but in all honesty though, I I do at least have a case this year. My fandom is out there, but I do have a case this year. I believe, I think that like, I'm not just fanboying out here. I think he has a case. I think you do the win loss record. It depends on what we're talking about. You know, uh, uh, the win loss record is only, this is the only thing you can put, um, that that's kind of a, a low mark on his, but again, it's wrestling. It's scripted. He's given the job to do uh, no pun intended again. Uh, and he does it better than most people if not everyone right now chris king who is your wrestler of the year roman reigns okay yeah universal title holder all year no one's no one's even came close really to taking it what else can you say he's the head of the table tribal chief yeah 
Yeah, I think that I think, um, and that was between it's between Roman and and, and and Rollins. I did go. I I I have it written down. I I did go Roman. Rod, you are very compelling, and I I I did struggle on that, but I had to pick one, and I just Roman Sami Zayn wasn't in consideration for you, Jimmy. And I'm serious. I'm being serious here. Um, it's he didn't. It, I was going uh, longevity, and Sammy has only come on in the past few months. No title, uh, I guess, as well. You know what I mean. And I think that the fact that he keeps winning, we know he's going to keep winning, but he still does have good matches. Now he, you know, this is you know Roman Reigns is not going to be your workhorse of the year, okay? <laughs> but not not by any stretch of the imagination. But he has good matches. And he just has the people by the palm of his hand. And that has so much to do with wrestling as well. So that's why Roman Reigns is our pick. That's a very good call. That's a very good call. There's very few people that can actually get the audience to be silent. And Roman's that guy. All right. Woman wrestler of the year. I'm going to go first here. And really, it's another. We've had... We've had a lot of long title reigns here this year. We've had a lot of terrific matches this year. Uh, But Bianca Belair has got to be your woman wrestler of the year overall because she just has it. And she is still young. She is still improving. And I just love everything that she does in the ring. And she's got a a lot more to give. She's got some huge matches coming up. Um, one of her goals is to main event WrestleMania, not night one, but night two. I think she will do that at some point. Ain't going to be this year, but I think that that will happen at some point. Chris King. Yeah, she's the EST, right? She's my female wrestler of the year. I don't think there's any doubt in anybody's mind. She oh, deserves there's it. Is Charlotte on his <laughs> list. <I know. laughs> it's not Charlotte. I got somebody else. Okay. I'm just saying, I don't, she's, she's had the title almost all year. She's had incredible matches. She's carried some feuds. She's by far the best female wrestler in in WWE right now. Rod, I'm intrigued. I have a name written down in your spot. I'm not sure if I'm right though. Rod, tell me who your wrestler of the year is female. Okay. Listen, I really had to contort myself a little bit here. Okay. Because Jimmy threw out some stats. We were statitudes here for a little bit on this podcast with wins and loss sure. records. I didn't know this was AW where we were keeping track of that. And that matter <laughs> because my female wrestler of the year is somebody who technically didn't wrestle a whole heck of a lot this year. There weren't a lot of her introduced in the ring and then the bell rung and she fought somebody one-on-one, but somebody who went from just kind of a female wrestler who had a kind of a throwaway gimmick at one time was teaming with Nikki A.S.H. to where she is right now. Rhea Ripley's my female wrestler of the year. I mean, Rhea Ripley is someone that seems to strike fear within the hearts of all the wrestlers. Uh, she's completely believable. She's completely a badass. And this time of playing with the boys and being the eradicator for the Judgment Day just makes her seem even scarier for when she wants to throw her hat back in the ring and be full time. I'm going to take out Bianca or Bailey or whoever else seems to be at the top at that moment. So I went with Rhea Ripley here, even though I understand she didn't wrestle a lot this year. And Rhea Ripley, too, could be main eventing WrestleMania this year, night one with Bianca. Yep. I mean, that could happen. Um, I It's funny how, you know, a female wrestler year, someone who didn't really wrestle this year very much. Uh, we had non-wrestler of the year. We had wrestlers. Hey, it's the, yeah, we know he's anything can happen, but I agree with you. I think that her character development this year, Chris, 
has been on another level. I love what she's doing. She is allowed to be herself. Remember, she was not doing much this year before Triple H kind of took over and and pushed her into where she is now. The past, you know, the past couple months have really been big for Rhea Ripley, Chris King. Oh yeah, and one of the more compelling characters in WWE right now as well. Uh, completely a badass. Can't wait to see her do more in the ring, especially in the female division. Everything she does has been phenomenal so far. The work with Dominique has put him over the top as a heel as well. I mean, she was on my short list, probably my number two pick, but phenomenal work she's done this year. Yeah, she has. She has. Um, I also want to shout out uh, my girl Asuka, my favorite wrestler. Uh, in the female division, who continues just to do bangers all the time, and she came out without face paint. So what's going on with Asuka, everybody? She said goodbye on Twitter the other day. Yeah, I know. I don't like that. Maybe she's got to take a vacation. Maybe she's hurt a little bit, because she has been hurt a lot this year, uh, unfortunately. But I just love her character. Uh, for someone who does not speak English, she really does have a lot of people. She speaks uh, a little English, Jim. Give her some credit. Bit. Nobody's ready. A little bit here. Nobody's ready. <laughs> Nobody's ready for Asuka. All right, we're going to go to overall... Now, you would assume that your overall um, uh, wrestler of the year would be one of our uh, wrestlers that we nominated for men or women, but you just really never know what the yeah, we know he's. Uh, I'm going to go my overall wrestler of the year is Roman Reigns. I think he is the most dominant force, uh, leads the best uh, the best faction in, in the company, and Roman Reigns is my wrestler of the year. We've already talked about how good he has been. Uh, Chris King, who is your wrestler of the year? The same Roman Reigns. Right. Tell everybody yeah. that it may not be the same person, but two people in is the same person. And that's why we're going to number three, Rod Morgan. Who is your overall wrestler of the year? Great picks by you guys is Roman Reigns. Uh, as much as I am president of the Seth freaking Rollins fan club, I actually went with, I looked at this category one way, right? If we are going to look back on the year of 2023, aside from Roman's overall dominant reign with his cousins, the bloodline, right? What other thing might we look to? And what I think we might look back to on this year is Usi and the honorary Us and Sami Zayn and the pops that were happening for Sami Zayn late summer, early winter, leading into WrestleMania next year. So my overall wrestler of the year is the guy who I gave gimmick of the year to because professional wrestling is about gimmicks, Sami Zayn. I love it, and that's why I kind of said what I said, because I did not think, for some reason, Rod, I did not have Seth Rollins as your overall wrestler of the year, and I did not think you were going to go with Rhea Ripley there. So Sami Zayn uh, deserves a lot of credit for just buying into his gimmick, and I, I love it as well. Uh, terrific uh, way to end the show here. Chris King, Sami Zayn, thoughts? A great pick, and made plenty of showing on our list, like top to bottom. Um and of course, the bloodline as well. Everything they're doing with the bloodline, Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns is working right now. It's like they're just printing money with that whole storyline. It's been great. The bloodline is good for business, as they like to say, right, Jim? Yes, it is. And that is going to do it for the Yeah, We Know podcast for this week. Rod, we've got some stuff coming up here on the Morgan You Know and also Balls and Brew. We sure do. We got uh, Mr. Williams' picks coming at us. We're going to make him uh, pick who he thinks is going to be in the playoffs here with uh, with some weeks remaining. And we have a holiday special 
lined up for you next week that's going to tie in with the Mrs. Morgan, you know's annual tradition on her blog, My Ambitions as a Writer. That's another hint for you, Jimmy. So no December or early January pay-per-view for WWE. We do have a couple of ideas coming up for some end-of-the-year uh, shows. Um, this is, of course, the first of, I think, two or three that we'll have for the Yeah, We Know podcast. But really want to thank everybody for listening this year again. We've gone through some transitions uh, behind the scenes as far as some new equipment, new uh, new um, uh, websites to go to. So we're, we're still working on some things, and we've got some ideas for next year too. Uh, this is a lot of fun. Uh, it's uh, three to five people sitting down talking about wrestling, sports, or pop culture uh, at the Yowie Know Podcast. So um, with that, you have been listening to the Yowie Know Podcast, part of the Morgan Knows Podcast Network. You're in the ring with Jimmy and Rod. That's right, folks. I want to echo Jimmy's sentiments. Thank you so very much for listening. We truly, truly do appreciate it. And as Jimmy said, it is a labor of love. We love this. We sit down, and the most fun I have is sitting here chopping it up with my boys about uh, grown men getting in a ring and busting each other in the face. You can say it, Chris. Goodbye, Internet. (laughs) Thank you, Chris.